0: Hey everybody, hope we're all having a great Saturday night. Obviously, happy uh, Jubilee weekend to all the people in the UK. On today's show, for Fan Theory, we talk The House of Black, Kyle O'Reilly, plus my guest topic of his choosing. What will he choose? I don't know. Let's find out. (music) And please welcome my guest today. Dean, how are we, my friend? I'm
1: all right, man. Thank you for having me on. How's it going? I am very, very well, mate. How's your week been? It, it's been, it's been good. It's been busy. I had graduation, then my 18th birthday, and I got my permit yesterday. So it's like,
0: wow, sounds like you've had a busy week then. Yeah. So have you managed to watch much wrestling this week then? What was so week? I,
1: I was able to do uh, Raw for the review. I watch Dynamite every week and uh, Rampage. My internet just didn't work the other night so that's why i couldn't get my review up sorry guys to those of you who read them (laughs) i will i will be reviewing hell in a cell uh tomorrow yeah tomorrow is that dropping tomorrow yes it'll be out maybe five to ten minutes after the show sweet sweet and what would you say the best show was this week it's usually dynamite (laughs) if we're being completely honest like I, I don't I don't try to pick size. When I rate them, I rate them based off different criteria. Like I expect different things from AEW and WWE. You know, like if uh WWE does a no finish, I'm like, yeah, I I, I kind of expected a roll up or a DQ.
0: But with <laughs> AEW,
1: when they do it, it it just carries a little more weight because you know, they do more clean finishes
0: yeah absolutely absolutely so of course welcome to the show obviously for fan theory what this is about is we get to learn more about you as a wrestling fan so we'll talk about some topics we're going to learn how you got into wrestling a few little questions at the end and then if there's what you want to plug at the end we can do that does that sound good yeah it sounds great awesome so for part one let's go two. magic weekly And our first topic of the day is the House of Black. Now, obviously, they gained a new member this week. So, Dean, what's your overall opinion on this?
1: I'm excited for it because Julia Hart, she's talented. Um, the I, I was never super into the Varsity blinds. So I just never like got Griff Garrison. I like Brian Pillman Jr. and uh, they they told the story in a weird way. It's mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference between long term storytelling and taking a long time to tell a story. I, mm-hmm. it's uh, when they did the keys uh, for it on Dynamite, I was like, hmm, that, that seemed like the good time to do it. But because they did it at the pay per view, I'm fine with it. it. It made it a bigger moment,
0: yeah, absolutely. And obviously, a lot of people obviously criticize this storyline for like really dragging out. Do you think it
1: dragged out too long? It you can make a good argument for it. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with it because like I said, the pay, because it happened at the pay-per-view, they had a good match. They waited till like the actual death triangle was back. Mm So I, I I think they did it right. It's just, I think, uh, Phoenix getting injured threw that off a little bit too, but you know, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what's your overall opinion on the faction as a whole? Are you a fan of these or what?
1: I, I am. I, I like all three of these guys a lot. Um, the King of the Dark Throne, is that what they're – it's Kings. something like that, that uh, Malachi Black and Brody King was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I liked Buddy Murphy a lot in um, WWE. When he became SmackDown's best-kept secret, I, I, I was into that. And he, he impressed me. And he's, like, super jacked. So <laughs> that, that, that
0: always helps. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about, obviously, trios
1: titles. Do you see these obviously being the first ones? If they were to do it, I, I do. I, I see them. I see them holding them. They'd be a good contender. A lot of people would probably say the Blackpool Combat Club, which mm-hmm. you know that that would be a good that would be a good choice too. Eventually, if Death Triangle stays together, I think they'll hold them. But after losing to House of Black, I don't see them winning it.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Would you like to see these
1: more on Dynamite? Because you do not really see them much on Dynamite. I would. I would. If I, I hope they move into like a story with. A little more like depth and meaning you know Mm -hmm. because uh if they don't put the belt back on miro after scorpio sky i'd like a guy like malachi black to hold it but if they don't as long as he's in a meaningful story it's okay because a character like him he doesn't need it like uh a lot of people because the spooky stuff they'd compare him to maybe bray wyatt which uh i'm a huge fan of his i never thought he needed to hold a title because his character was so interesting that the stories by themselves were just were important enough to be in an upper mid-card spot on the show.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that's well said and that's really a great thing to end on. So the next topic is now you did a rant on this obviously which is linked to FN Wrestling's page. What's your overall opinion when it comes to Kyle O'Reilly? And yes I did spell that right. <laughs> he
1: is my favorite wrestler. It's he just does all the small things that no that not enough wrestlers pay attention to. The first wrestling pay-per-view I ever watched live was NXT takeover New Orleans because I didn't get the network until then. Mm-hmm. And the tag team match, the triple threat tag, when Pete Dunne, Roderick Strong won the Dusty Cup and there was Sanity. I, what, no, was it? Who was it? Authors of Pain? Authors of Pain. Yeah. Yeah, Authors of Pain. And... uh Adam Cole did double duty that night because he competed in the inaugural North American title ladder match, which he won. And mm-hmm. if you watch the entrance, Kyle O'Reilly is wearing both tag belts and it's just, that that that's a good image. He, he, he looks good in gold, man. Um, And Adam Cole had the North American title and they sold it. They, they sold that like, all right, <laughs> this sucks. We're probably not going to win. And then O'Reilly puts in work that match man it's if you watch it there's like four uh famous like gifts or images of him that come from that match alone and it's just the way the match ended too with Roderick Strong turning on Pete Dunne and then O'Reilly being the one who gets the pin it it was just it it was just a good image I I love Undisputed Era um oh I'm also a martial arts guy I like martial arts and O'Reilly he He's like he has a more realistic feel, I guess, to his mm-hmm. matches. I like the uh, heel, like technical, like ground and pound style that he has, and he's one of the most unique sellers in the world. Like he, he just like lets his body fall. I guess like a lot of wrestlers try to like protect themselves as they should, but O'Re- O'Reilly just hits. He's like the his mentality is probably. The best way to make it look like i'm getting hit and thrown on the mat really hard is just to let my body hit and do whatever i protect myself on the bump and the way i sell just let it go and he like it's just he's just funny the <laughs> best mix of funny and believable yeah, way to yeah put it. definitely I you, a little bit there.
0: Yeah, yeah no that's uh, absolutely fine what what did you think to his match with darby allen this double or
1: nothing i thought it was great <laughs> It, it was really good. I wish they, like, built to it a little more, though, just throwing it in on a rampage. Like, when the fans know it's because you don't want to go head-to-head with the Eastern Conference Finals, it just made the match feel like, hey, this is filler. And both guys are a lot better than that. But they, like always, put on a really good match.
0: No, absolutely, definitely. With uh, AEW, would you like to see him as a singles competitor or as a tag or
1: as a trio or as a mixture? I I if the undisputed era undisputed elite I mean sorry stays as a thing I I would like to see him do all three but Red Dragon's also like my favorite tag team of all time so mm. I, I I like seeing them together like Kyle O'Reilly isn't the best wrestler in the world but when he's competing in a tag team I think he's the best tag wrestler in the world
0: No I think that's pretty the thing what title do you think you'll uh, win in AEW
1: I hope, I hope, I hope the tag team titles with Bobby Fish. I don't think it'll happen. If anything, the Ring of Honor titles, which I'll be just as happy with, because I hope, I hope they treat Ring of Honor equal. Like, they won't, but it would be nice because Ring of Honor is what made me a hardcore fan back in the day, alongside NXT.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely, and obviously, with the the tag division in AEW, it's pretty stacked. So,
1: do you see him getting lost in the shuffle a little bit? I hope not, but it's always a possibility. Like uh, at times, the best friends, like they, they're a great tag team. But as AEW went on, they just like fade into the back. Even though, like the hard, not only the hardcore fans, but some of the casual AEW fans know that that, that Chuck Taylor and Trent Red are both very talented guys. The same with uh, Red Dragon. But the thing that might keep them like in relevancy to the mainstream is the fact that he's with Adam Cole and that Mm -hmm. he's been a multi-time tag champ in NXT you know so I hope that like AEW sees their value and keeps them if they don't win the titles in the title picture or at least doing something important
0: yeah we'll definitely see i mean obviously the roster's pretty stacked. so the last topic is it's called topic of your choosing this is where you get the chance to talk about anything you want in wrestling
1: what do you want to talk about so with all the mjf stuff going on lately it's it's something it's it's the hot topic right now it's what everybody wants to talk about especially with punk unfortunately being injured get well soon cm punk and with them deciding to have an interim champion, which I'm personally fine with, but I know a lot of people hate interim champions. And mm-hmm. sometimes it can make the belt feel like lesser than, but they do it in MMA sometimes. So it's, I, I think it's whatever. Uh, a lot of people see MJF possibly winning it. And when they come back, they can do like the way Cena and Punk had the two belts back when he came back after the pipe bomb. So... But with the MJF story going on right now, if if it is a work, I, I think it is. But, you know, if it wasn't, I wouldn't be shocked. And yeah. that's kind of the point. I, I I like to be worked. Not enough people, like, just let themselves be fans sometimes. We, we don't always need to know what's going on. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. If MJF were to win, I'd be fine with it because I think he deserves it. But the story they have going on right now, it, it, it's fragile. It's very Mm -hmm. fragile, and they're playing it right, I think, but if he were to just be in a title match or get that opportunity, it wouldn't line up with anything, especially because he's not going to be on Dynamite for the uh, Battle Royal or anything, Mm -hmm. which the Battle Royal, the way they're doing it's a little weird to me. Why are they having a battle royal in the winner faces John Moxley? Wouldn't it make more sense to just have the way they do it for the Dynamite Diamond? Like the final two guys will compete in the main event and you can just have Moxley be one of those guys.
0: Yeah, I think it's obviously because Moxley's ranked number one, I believe. Is Moxley ranked number one? I thought I thought Wardlow was. After I do believe his win I, over MJF. I'm sure I've read it's Moxley that's number one. I could be wrong about that, but obviously, what do you think with the MGF promo we had? Oh, we're spinning. We've lost. Have we lost him? I think we have. I think we've uh, lost him. Let's see if we can get him back on guys. Sorry about this. This is never normally happens. This is not my end either. Tina, are you there? Hello. Oh, he's gone. Let's see if I can get him back on. Let me just send the link again. Yeah, he's just messaged me saying that he's uh, lost his in connect- connection, so we'll try and get him back on. So, just a little hang fire, guys. I am so sorry about this. <sighs> This is a really first for me, this. I've never had a, a guest actually cut out, so but yeah, we are trying to game back on. We'll see what happens. We
1: to gain him back on. I'm so sorry about that, man. No, that's absolutely fine,
0: man. No worries. So yeah, you're mentioning about the uh, MGF promo. What did you reckon to it?
1: Oh my gosh, I thought it was amazing, man. I like, if not the best, it's somewhere in the top five best like non WWE promos. I think it, it 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 was great. Like because of what I've seen, I think now that it is a work, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I know things, I guess, I don't know. Uh, I've been watching for a while, but, um, like, cause if it wasn't, uh, work, like if they would have cut it off like immediately, but you know, I, I think it was a fantastic promo. And if it convinced you that it is a shoot, he, he did, he did his job. Like it's, the things i don't know what he said i assume he called him a mark right uh, F- Mark, like i believe i most likely but like they bleeped like a few times so i don't know
0: we just shall definitely see what it obviously brings so that's the end of part one so now we're going to learn how you got into wrestling so for our main event this is fan theory <laughs> And of course, my first question is, how
1: did you get into wrestling? Well, I I watched a little bit when I was a kid, but like never watched like for too long. CM Punk got me into it, Mm -hmm. but Daniel Bryan's the guy who made me want to be a wrestler. Um, When I was 14, I started Mm -hmm. going to wrestling shows, indie shows, and started setting up rings, meeting people, getting just getting into the business, seeing the behind the scenes, I guess, or... And it's like learning how the rings set up, you know, mm. I didn't start actually like training like officially uh, until somewhere around February. Mm-hmm. I have, I don't go to like a gym, like full time yet. Um, I've been training at shows for ATCW Atlantic terror championship wrestling in the, in uh mostly Kearney'sville, West Virginia is where it's at. And so I, since I set up the rings and stuff and, uh, a uh, wrestler Travis Tarvin around here. He took me under his wing a long time ago and it's just it, it it's great, you know. I I'm lucky that I was given the opportunity I have been to be mm-hmm. able to get training for free and the guy that I've been training with uh Shorty Smalls from the Richmond area, he trained Mickey James. So wow. I'm Yeah. I am in good company, I guess. I I I am very lucky to have the opportunity that I have been given a head start i guess so
0: what obviously want, what was the actual reason for you wanted to start training wrestling
1: uh i've always been a naturally charismatic guy so i was mm. like i love this you know and i think i'd be good at it so why not dedicate myself to it and see if it works out
0: wow and what does it obviously entail wrestling training
1: well it starts the, the basics is bumping which mm-hmm. you know if you don't know what that is, I don't know how you found your way here. <laughs> um, running the ropes and t- and locking up, like the grappling. The hardest part for me, most surprisingly, running the ropes. But I tried that after I bumped for like 25, 30 minutes, but it felt like an hour and a half. <laughs> like I had no idea how out of shape I was <laughs> until I started bumping. And I- I've had uh, about three, four training sessions at this point, I think. And every time I bump the first time, it's like, it's the equivalent to if you're sleeping and somebody <laughs> throws you into like a tub full of ice or, to, or just some kind of ice water. It's just a <sighs> moment of shock. But as the more bumps you take, it's just the adrenaline kicks in and it carries you through. You'll you'll really start to feel it the day after or a couple days. Like, the first day or first week of training is really going to tell you if it's, if it is for you or at least to start. Well, I've asked some of the guys, they say, you'll know by four or five months of like consistent training. If it, if you can really handle it, because a lot wow. of people say they can, and then they like bump for a day and they're like, it's not for I'm me. Du- I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that's completely fine. It's not meant for everybody. It's a very hard thing to do. It's it's very hard that like I'm I'm not I've naturally been pretty decent at selling. So mm-hmm. like that that's been coming along pretty natural for me. But yeah, the running the ropes thing was the hardest part. And what I, I feel confident in myself because when I left the first training session, I, I was like running the ropes is what I need to get good at. And when I came back uh, a month and a half later for the mm-hmm. next show, it's the first thing I did. And I got it down, which I was like, all right. Uh, cool. tying up, it's just basically the first thing they'll teach you is collar and elbow. Uh, from where I'm at, without, like, giving away secrets or whatever, <laughs> the g- advice I can give to other people who want to train is, like, before you get there, no, don't cross your feet. Ever. If you have any MMA training or anything, you know, like, if you're in a fight, you want to, like, sweep out the leg, unlearn mm-hmm. that. Just forget <laughs> it. <laughs> that, that, wow. that was hard. That was hard for me. It's also it's like there's a difference between stiff and unsafe like a lot of people think it's like the same thing like it's okay to be a little stiff but but you know obviously it's never okay to be unsafe
0: yeah and how many uh hours training does it have to be before you actually get like a a sparring partner or like an opponent
1: uh it it really just depends on how fast you progress like Mm -hmm. uh my mentor, uh, Tarvin, he said he only trained one day. He said he, like, uh, before he started having matches and learning like that. Like, the way he did certain things, the way he ran the ropes, they were so impressed with. They just said, All right, we'll, we'll start letting you have matches today. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I'm not that lucky. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll definitely see obviously what brings over in the next few months in your training. So obviously moving back to wrestling slightly, what wrestlers obviously did you obviously watch growing up?
1: My I never got to see him in his prime live, but my personal favorite's Kurt Angle. Uh, mm-hmm. growing up from what I've seen live, uh back when I was like I start really remember like actually <laughs> comprehending stuff. I was twelve uh mm-hmm. after the brand split. Uh 2016 brand split. I watch mm-hmm. SmackDown every week. I, I really liked it. Uh so AJ Styles is one of them, obviously. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, love them. Uh John Moxley now. He's uh I, I I I was disappointed with Ambrose's world title reign. It could have been a lot better. Looking back now, it didn't bother me at the time because the branch was coming up, so they had to do the triple threat. But like the fact that the Shield triple threat was at a battleground and not at least the main event of SummerSlam, it so it's a little upsetting. Yeah. but you know that's just how it is right now uh, in WWE. It's just Xavier Woods. I I, I just love I just, I love Xavier Woods. He's just I like guys who like f- feel like that nobody else can wrestle the way they do. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's have a certain way how they wrestle. Like they're just smooth. <laughs> Like uh, Dolph Ziggler, Woods, Zayn, Randy Orton is a good example. Like no nobody does a power slam like Randy Orton. He art he has the best one of all time, other than arguably Dustin Rhodes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't even argue with that. Dustin Rhodes is obviously the man. So, what do you like about wrestling? Is it the matches? Is it the storylines? Is it the everything?
1: I I like all of it. I I. I think wrestling is about variety and everything has its place but mm-hmm. i've always leaned towards the story guys like i like the promos the story bits like what is like if i wanted to watch like just a great match i would mm-hmm. go watch mma you know what i mean i i would watch mma more than i watch wrestling but i watch wrestling for the story mm-hmm. like uh chris jericho said it in an interview and it's always stuck with me. He said, I'd rather have a great story and an okay match than a great match and an okay story. And I, I agree with that
0: 100%. Yeah, you mentioned obviously storylines here quite a bit. Do you have one which obviously sticks out for you? Hmm.
1: Obviously the pipe bomb storyline. I think that's one that sticks out for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Daniel Bryan authority storyline. I've always, that one has a special place in my heart. Um the shield storyline because they actually broke up on my 10th birthday. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a guy named Dean got hit with a chair on my <laughs> 10th birthday. It was it was a great sight. <laughs> uh, Jericho Michaels. I, I really like Jericho Michaels. I I love that story. I think that story was the best part of 2008 as somebody who didn't see it live. Is that uh, the one
0: where you got thrown in the glass?
1: Yeah. Through the Geritron. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh I like the idea of angle versus Michaels, but that's my favorite match of all time. Mm-hmm. So they uh it's like at that angle, he he's like a guy who has to work so hard for everything he had, and that Michaels is just so naturally good at it, and it ended up driving him crazy. And then he went on the uh thing where he just tried to do everything better than Sean, which gave us my favorite wrestling segment of all time sexy Kurt. It's just, it's, it's so imperfectly perfect that I just have to watch it at least once a month. You know, it's just, you. I got to give it respect. Like when he shoved down Sherry, it's, it's so much funnier than it should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just the premise, the premise of it is that Kurt Angle, like he can just embarrass himself backstage in a segment then go out there and be the most legitimate guy on the roster. Just in the ring. It's switch that he flips like a guy nowadays would be like Matt Riddle. I don't, I haven't heard many Kurt Angle comparisons to him, but like I can understand why. Yep. Also, Hey George, what's going on my man?
0: Thank you for obviously stopping by. So, so the next question is how
1: tall are you? I am five foot 10, five foot nine, five foot 10, depending on who you ask. Five foot 10.
0: You're not as tall as so and so, but anyway. Next question is: so we just spoke about the what you like about wrestling. Let's turn it 180 degrees. What don't you like about wrestling?
1: Well, the the way people climb ladders—that's one. I don't. It's but some things you've got to accept. Like mm-hmm. i not. I've, I've come to peace with what wrestling is, and that mm-hmm. it, it's a silly thing. And I and I love when wrestling embraces how silly it is but Mm -hmm. there's like certain tropes in wrestling that bother me like uh wwe the no finishes like i said but a no finish on tv i understand that you got to get to the match you're trying to sell but a no finish on pay-per-view drives me insane like that is my biggest problem with wwe other than endless rematches Mm -hmm. all the time like did you know i think it was 2021 2020 Big E and Apollo Crews wrestled, like, 13, 16 times. There was, like, not nearly enough story to justify it happening. Like, wrestlers can have a lot of multiple matches if there's a story behind it. Like, mm -hmm. we mentioned earlier, Jericho. Jericho Michaels. Yep. Uh, Edge. Was it Edge Cena? Didn't they have multiple matches? Uh, Yeah. Christian Orton christian orton in 2011 what was a they had like four three three four matches like back-to-back mm-hmm. and they all had something different but my biggest problem with wrestling hmm. can i say the fans can i say
0: you can, could can, say the, i think that's an interesting one though obviously the fan base is because they can be quite toxic
1: because like it's just Sometimes fans fans either make or break a show for me. It it Mm -hmm. can be, and some like with uh for example the beach ball. Remember the whole when they had the beach ball and Cesaro like went out of his way in a match just to rip it. It's like when fans just be fans. I I I love I love I I love that we all cheer for the same thing, Mm -hmm. but when people like are try to bring it down just for the sake of doing so, that is my least favorite part about wrestling.
0: Yeah, we get that a lot. So George wants to know, how long's your
1: hair, Dean? <sighs> I <laughs> Edna from The Incredibles. That That's my answer.
0: Hopefully that answers your question, George.
1: I, I, I hope. I hope that answers. Just look <laughs> her up. I, I feel like it's about the same, if not. Or uh, if you know the band Beck, a lot of people say I have the same hair as the lead singer from Beck.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the next question is: Do you remember the first event you attended as a fan?
1: I've never been to a wrestling show outside of the indie shows I've, I I told you about. Yeah. I, okay. I've never been able to go to a WWE show or anything like that. I've always wanted to. You know, it's like, uh, you know, you can't afford everything. You know, if, if that that would be a cool vacation though. It's something I'd like to take my son to do
0: when he's older. Jod responds by
1: saying, weird question, but long hair gang. <laughs> it's not a question, but I agree. Long hair gang. So yeah, what about events? What events would you like to go to if you could? I mean, I think I think the no-brainer's WrestleMania, right? uh i honestly if anything i just like to attend an aew pay-per-view like Mm -hmm. i would say an nxt takeover if those are a thing anymore but you know unfortunately they're not and i talked about that in my first ever ran corner video if you haven't (laughs) seen that it's on the fn wrestling channel
0: yep definitely go check it out by the way it is a really good video i know i'll be checking the next one out when that drops so but yeah please continue (laughs) i mean i i think that's it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much ends that question so the next question is is a funny one actually is uh, what in wrestling needs to improve what in
1: wrestling needs to improve that, that that's a hard question to answer um i don't know sometimes uh well actually i do have an answer to that AEW's women's division it's there are there's talent out there they could sign like if they're gonna sign if they're gonna keep signing people i hope it's women like when they brought in athena i was really excited because i've been wanting her to go there for a while now and Mm -hmm. i i i don't like the way they've booked ruby soho or tony storm so far because i they're both they're great and they they both they're naturally just cool right like people ruby soho could be the biggest baby face in that women's division if they booked, like, her debut was great. If they booked her consistently as a threat to win mm-hmm. matches, like, she she could be, she could have been champion by now. And Thunder Rosa, her title ran. She barely gets any TV time. And it's that to the point where she's even tired of it.
0: Yeah. Do you think, obviously, though, it's because, obviously, there's only two hours a
1: show, so. Yeah. But it's, like, they also have rampage too. Like that that's three hours and they just don't. And when they do give the women's segments, they just like cram them all together. Like with the uh, Owen Hart thing with the Owen Hart tournament, Mm -hmm. like for four weeks in a row, there was just six women all just standing there as Britt Baker consistently talked or Jamie Hader, Just which, you know, that that's not going to help anybody in that segment. It's just going to make you feel like a jumbled mess. And, make me not care about it
0: yeah george obviously agrees here. he says i agree here with dean especially with thunder rosa being AEW women's champ and not agree getting time and then he also says i'm not sure if that's because of the forbidden Door coming up and new japan doesn't have a women's division could be who
1: knows hmm. i mean at this specific time of year like they could start planting seeds though for the next pay-per-view like start building up characters because With me saying that, like they, it's like they find a woman superstar or a woman's wrestler they want to push and they just put her into the main event of the women's division. They don't build any characters, they don't put the time in that they have with some of their male wrestlers, like MJF, Jungle Boy, guys like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, I
1: mean, they did it with Britt Baker and Mm -hmm. it paid off. Like, it shows if you like invest in the talent you have; it'll pay off. Like uh, Chris Statlander, I like. I'm not as big on her as everybody else seems to be, but she has a lot of upside.
0: What do you reckon to with a new gimmick with uh, Chris Statlander?
1: What What is the gimmick? You know what I mean? Is it Is it really anything yet? I, it's just. I, I'm pretty sure right now the gimmick is just not alien. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you know what? I can't even really argue with that one. So <laughs> that's probably well said. So next question is: Do you think AEW could learn from WWE
1: in terms of the women's division? Well, in terms of everything, yeah, because like WWE's done it all. Mm-hmm. Like they've made their mistakes and they've hit their highest points. Like I think I think AEW should learn from every other company's mistakes like impact wcw and i think wwe should learn from aew like if you listen to the fans a little more you're going to get more of a payout not like you can you can make a lot of money by doing the decisions that are just based off money but they, they forget how like how much money they'll make with the consistent wrestling product like aew did it from scratch Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they they put out a consistent wrestling product for three years now and that's why they're at the point where they're at they've gotten more out of it than what they've put in and like Vince McMahon who am I to argue with him right like what he is doing works yeah
0: like,
1: I'm pretty sure most of the like main roster audience is children drunk adults laughing at it and the people like us who review it it is in the media
0: (laughs) i think that's well said so uh, george just said the statlander is a women's women
1: gimmick that's a mouthful (laughs) isn't that what lacey evans was the first time no i
0: don't i don't don't watch i don't watch wwe so i'm not even sure on that That, one that was a long time ago (laughs) i
1: remember her in nxt i enjoyed her in nxt what do but you reckon I, I,
0: now we're coming back? Huh? What do you reckon with the obviously making a return?
1: Oh, I the uh vignettes and the promos she's been cutting is great, but I've heard that they're trying to have her as a heel, which with what they're showing makes no sense. She's talking about like the struggles she had growing up and like her past and everything. And, you know, that's it, it's their inspirational videos, like their inspirational promos, and it makes me want to cheer for her. If they're coming out and being a heel. I'm just... Confused, like, what am I? What do you want? What do you want me to do here, Lacey? What do you want? What do you want from me?
0: Bus Lacey was a funny, you nasty George. I have no idea what you're on about there. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm gonna move on to the next question here, shouldn't I? All right. <laughs> so the next question I've got is, How would you say wrestling has evolved from when you first
1: watched it to where it is now? A lot more spot fest, but that's just my me watching it' coincided with the rise of the Indies so mm-hmm. like that that's just the wrestling I'm used to so maybe like when you see people who complain about the spot fest I get that because like maybe you're not you're just not used to it maybe it's not your style like me personally like I said I think everything has its place but I don't want everybody to go there and do like what ricochet and uh will Ospreay did and be like what was it uh best in the world cup yes yeah no i actually really like that one what was the first one they had there's like there's one the first match they had got a lot of criticisms
0: uh off top of my head i cannot think
1: i don't know where it was at at, but like it was it was a the purest example of an acrobatic spot fest yeah which isn't necessarily an insult
0: no, not at all. So, we've got a few little more questions as we begin to wind down. Have you got an all time favorite match?
1: It's the Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 21, or Walter versus Tyler Bate at NXT TakeOver Cardiff. Wait, really? but if it's just from a purely in ring, pers- like example, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series 2018. Really? That's pretty interesting, though. Why that one? It's a beautiful match. I love it so much it's because it's it's more along with the uh real life stuff surrounding it daniel bryan like i like the fact that he's the heel heel daniel bryan's fantastic and he just came back from like a career-ending neck injuries and stuff and he's getting dropped on his head by bork laser and like it's in brock lesnar at this point he's not supposed like people don't see him as the talented worker that he is like Mm -hmm. he just just showed up did suplex city hit his finisher and left you know but he like he pulls he pulls out all the stops here like he sells can can i curse on here yeah you can it's explicit he sells his ass off and it's great because like he's he reminds me of this episode of regular show when they're playing the uh video game and it comes to life Mm-hmm. And it's like its only weakness is hitting it with like a chair or something. Brock Lesnar's like that, but with dick kicks. You know, <laughs> you hit him with a low blow, like he starts flashing red, and that's when you got him. Like, go go and rewatch the match. I, I'm not, I'm don't want to spoil it, but you know, it it really plays with your emotions and in your expectations. It's yeah. it. I highly recommend it. But what about a dream match? A dream match. Can I just say me versus Kyle O'Reilly? That, that that that's my cheap one. But
0: you can if you want. It's your show.
1: I want I want Angle versus Rusev at a WrestleMania. That that I I want that so bad. Kurt Angle versus Rusev. Both like if Rusev was booked properly. Mm-hmm. I want that match. It can be for the United States title, as long as it has a story.
0: It's WWE, so can you see a star line there?
1: I mean that that that's where they put their focus in most. Nowadays I don't know what they're putting their focus in, other than profits, you know, because like if I don't I don't expect a like a five-star TV match from mm-hmm. WWE. Like that's why when they do, it means so much. Like people start to take AEW's matches for granted because to this day they put on matches that deserve to be on a pay-per-view like uh what what what's one in recent memory that you can think of oh actually i can think of one young young bucks um lucha bros always they they always kill it no like no matter what stipulation stipulation or not that you give them they thrive
0: the kind of scary thing there is that's the exact match
1: what were in my head <laughs> good, <laughs> good. Oh, another one. Brody Lee versus Cody Rhodes. Either of them. Yep. Brody Lee is phenomenal. I'm not just saying that because he passed, which rest in peace, Brody Lee. Like, for for so long, for so long, I've saw how great he was. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I got WWE 2K17. The -hmm. first match I played was Luke Harper versus Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) I I don't know why, but that's the (laughs) first one I did.
0: Yeah. So George has got a question here for you. He says, what match would you like to see at Forbidden Door pay-per-view?
1: I'm trying to think of a good opponent for Naito, because I love Naito. So who would you think would be a good opponent for Naito? Give me ideas. So Naito likes to basically kick the shit out of people. Mm -hmm. I'd I'd, I'd say Moxley. I'm really going to say that. I wouldn't be against it. I would not be. Actually. Tetsuya Naito versus Adam Cole. I think that'll be a really good match. Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird. I like like the premise. I'm like, what I'm hoping happens, I hope Kushida shows up because Mm -hmm. I absolutely love Kushida. I think he's great. But with Punk being out now, like the Tanahashi match was the one that would have been my answer uh, like a week and a half ago before they showed it. Like, yeah,
0: that that drew me in as well, but obviously now it's, with Punk oh injured.
1: I, it's it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Uh with with what's coming up with the Battle Royal coming up, I'm going to say Tanahashi versus for a world title. I'm going to do it as world title match. It's so it's so hard to think of when I'm on the spot. Ah, I guess we shall see, though, shall we? No, I'm 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 gonna say a tag match. I'm gonna say a tag match. I I want Red Dragon versus Grill of the Destiny.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah. can see that. I actually like that one. So, next
1: question: Where do you see the wrestling industry in the next five years? I actually <laughs> think it's steadily it's steadily getting more popular, which which is really nice with with AEW becoming a thing it gives people an alternative that like some people like think they don't like wrestling when they just don't like wwe which mm-hmm. is sad It's like i i've been able to get some of my friends into it but like n- never will be to the extent that i am but you know <laughs> that's okay i'm a nerd i've accepted it Plus you train it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So that pretty much wraps all our uh, little chat up. So don't forget you can watch just just another Ethin podcast tomorrow night with JFB, myself, as we talk about the top 10 ECW wrestlers. That's tomorrow night live on this channel. Don't forget you can head to FMWrestling.com. we put in a shed load of stories on there from all the wrestling news. You can check out Dean Mossman's Rank Corner. When does that drop?
1: They, they will drop on Mondays. Right. You every can check
0: Monday. That. Yep. You can check that out. You're going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash FM Wrestling. Buy yourself a nice little shirt. The only last thing I can say Dean, is thank you so much for being part of the magic.
1: Before we head off, before we head off, mate, is there anything you want to plug? I, I like to, on the side, I like to write a little bit. So I have like novellas, short stories, uh, up on Amazon. Just type in Dean Moseman if you're interested. Uh, what throughout my training and just throughout now until I get to a point where I'm relevant enough to release it, I'm writing a book about my experience in wrestling. So, just something I'm excited about. I got a few up there now. If you're into horror, I got four one. I got one about. I I've, I've had I had a pretty interesting childhood growing up. So I wrote a autobiography about it in case it can help anybody who's experienced anything the same. And just two other ones up there that I wrote for fun. If you guys are interested, I hope you guys really enjoy them. They are no, the most expensive one is $5. So all, all the money goes to my son and everything. Just trying to have a little extra money so I can just save up for him as time goes on. Wow. And that's a really good thing to
0: end on. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And I will see you all in the next one. Magic Man out.